Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cruises are supposed to be happy, carefree moments of marine time bliss. What could go wrong on a vacation on the sea? In reality, there have been a shocking number of cruise ship disappearances and over 165 people have gone missing since 1995. Some passengers have fallen overboard, while other guests have disappeared via more mysterious means. Investigations into such disappearances can often be inconclusive as missing passengers are frequently never found, dead or alive. And while security footage can sometimes provide clues, some videos have produced more questions than they have answered. This week on Mysteriously Listed... Number 8. Miriam Carver 40-year-old mother of one, Miriam Carver, went on a seven-day cruise by herself on the Royal Caribbean in Alaska without notifying her family in August of 2004. However, her room was not used since the second day of the cruise. It wasn't until her daughter called Miriam's father asking where she was. After unanswered phone calls for days, they filed a missing persons report. The police found out weeks later that she bought a cruise ticket three weeks after the ship docked in Vancouver, British Columbia, and they confirmed that indeed Miriam had been on board the ship. The Royal Caribbean had been aware of her disappearance, but did not tell the family or the FBI that she was missing. Her father spent over $75,000 in private investigators and lawyers to help look for his daughter. He was denied access to the video system, and the passengers and crew members also denied interviews. Afterwards, they managed to get a subpoena of the 2,000 passengers who were on the ship, but with no contact information. Not only that, but the company lied and said that the video is only around for 12 days, when this was in fact 30 days, but by that point, the footage was long gone. The steward of the ship later reported in a disposition that he reported Miriam missing for five days every day to his supervisor, but he was told that the supervisor would take care of it and for him just to empty her room and belongings into a bag. He was told to, quote, just do your job and forget it. Her clothes were later donated to charity and her other belongings, like her purse, were put into storage. 
the Royal Caribbean's lawyer denied any kind of cover-up and later said in a press release that she appeared to have suicided on the ship. Her family denies she would have done this and believes their handling of the case will prevent them from ever knowing what happened to Miriam Carver. Number 7. George Allen Smith IV 26-year-old George Allen Smith IV was recently married and about to set off on his honeymoon, a 12-day Mediterranean cruise on the Royal Caribbean International. By all accounts, George and his new wife Jennifer appeared to be having a great time those first few days of their trip. Photographs showed them embracing by the pool and exploring France. On Monday, July 4, 2005, the Smiths were halfway through their cruise and had spent the afternoon exploring Mykonos. The couple had planned a romantic dinner on the ship that night, which seemingly occurred without incident. After dinner, they spent some time at the casino and all reports said they were in good spirits and seemed to be acting normally, a bit a little rowdy. Following some time spent at the casino, the Smiths met up with another newlywed couple. They all headed to the onboard disco, where they all sat around a table drinking absinthe, which the crew staff reported was not sold on the ship and must have been smuggled on board. It was at this stage that Jennifer Smith's behaviour has been called into question. Jennifer was seen flirting and touching another man. George voiced his disapproval and an argument broke out between the pair, which resulted with Jennifer kicking George in the groin and storming out of the disco. At around 3.30am, the disco closed and George was so drunk that he needed assistance walking back to his room. Jennifer wasn't there and George insisted on looking for her, which they did for about 30 minutes. A computerised monitoring system verified that George used his room key at 4.02am This would be the last time anyone reported seeing George Allen Smith IV. The Smith's on-board neighbour said he heard loud talking, an argument and a thud coming from the Smith's cabin. Blood was later found on the canopy beneath the cabin, indicating that George may have fallen or was pushed. Jennifer had passed out in the hallway and the computerised monitoring system did not record her using her room key until the next day. She claims to not remember much of the night prior and no one admits to knowing what happened to George that night. Some believe he was shoved overboard by the men he encountered at the disco while others believe in his state of intoxication, he became disorientated and fell into the ocean. Hold up. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Number six, Fariba Armani. On February 29th, 2012, 47-year-old mother of two, Fabia Armani from Vancouver, Canada, was enjoying a Bahamas celebration cruise with her boyfriend, Ramez Gulshani. Rama said he last saw Fabia at the gift shop at approximately 1am. After that, he headed to the casino alone. After he spent some time there, Rama's returned to their cabin. He noticed that Fabia was not there and he fell asleep. At around 7am the next morning, the ship reached Port of Palm Beach. Ramez woke and spent the next hour looking for Fabia. When he couldn't find her, he alerted the crew, who also searched the ship, but no trace of Fabia could be found. Officials stated that Fabia was on the ship when it left the Bahamas on February 28th. Passengers must swipe their card on board the ship, and Fabia's card was used. I also imagine that it is likely there is security footage of her as well. However, no footage has ever been released publicly. Fabia's boyfriend, family and the investigators didn't suggest that she was suicidal. Although it is important to remember that, though it's not always possible to know if someone intends to take their life beforehand... Fabia did not show any signs of suicidal thoughts or ideolations. According to Fabia's sister, she never drank alcohol, which means there is no way that she became drunk, fell overboard and died. Also, both Fabia's boyfriend and the authorities made no mention that she was drunk the night of her disappearance. It's possible but unlikely that Fabia crossed paths with a killer on the cruise. Hypothetically, she could have been sexually assaulted and killed by a crew member or passenger. I think that a crew member would know better than another passenger how to avoid any ship surveillance, but the investigators give little credence to this theory. Many people believe that Fabia was murdered by her boyfriend, Ramez. At the time of her disappearance, she had been dating Ramez for eight months. After her disappearance, he never contacted any of Fabia's family. 
Before the cruise, Fabia told her sister that their relationship was deteriorating and she believed that Ramez was cheating on her. She visited with a private investigator to discuss putting Ramez under surveillance. She told this private investigator that her boyfriend was extremely controlling and needed to know her every move. Before she left on the cruise, she told her family that she didn't go ahead with the private investigator because of her fear of Ramez's reactions if he ever found out. This cruise was a last-ditch effort to save the relationship. Ramez insisted that he played no part in Fabia's disappearance. He told reporters that he missed her and wished that she would come back home. Authorities have never named him as a suspect. They will only say that the investigation is ongoing. Ramez maintains that the FBI has cleared him of any wrongdoing. Number 5. Annette Mitzenar In early December 2004, 37-year-old Annette Mitzenar from Wisconsin excitedly left for her long-awaited vacation with her parents and her 17-year-old daughter. On the evening of December 4th, Annette left her cabin to meet up with her parents to play bingo at 10pm, but she never arrived. Her concerned father left to look for Annette and heard that she'd been sighted in the casino at 9.30pm. As he continued his search, he heard his daughter's name mentioned amongst the crew members' discussion. After asking for more information, he discovered that Annette's handbag had been located close to the railings on the lower deck of the ship at around 10 past 10 p.m. It was also found that a security camera nearby had been covered with paper, as though someone had deliberately tried to obscure its vision. With evidence of the surveillance being tampered with, this was enough for Annette's family to suspect foul play. Their suspicions were somewhat confirmed after spots of blood were identified close to the scene and beading from Annette's handbag was seen to be scattered all over the floor, both of which indicated that a struggle had taken place. Annette's daughter also pointed out that a strange man had been harassing her mother on numerous occasions aboard the ship, which they informed the ship's staff at the time, but nothing had been done. Despite a 16-hour search of surrounding waters involving the US Coast Guard, aircrafts and a naval ship, which covered approximately 833 square miles, Annette Mitzenar was not found. Her fate and whereabouts still remain a mystery. Number 4. Christopher Caldwell In January of 2004, 37-year-old Christopher Caldwell had three beautiful daughters, a loving fiancé he was planning on marrying the following year, and a thriving business. 
He and his fiancée were excited to celebrate their luck in life with a carnival cruise to Mexico. On July 23, 2004, on the last night of the cruise, Christopher and his fiancée went out to dinner with some friends they had made on the cruise. They had drinks and went to a couple of nightclubs on the ship. When the couple and Christopher's fiancée went back to their cabins at around 2am to pack and go to sleep, Christopher decided to stay in the casino and play a little longer. He told his fiancée that he would be back to the cabin shortly. The next day, when Christopher's fiancée woke up at 6.30am, she realised that he had not returned and went to look for him. After checking all the possible places he could be, she went to the information desk and had him paged. Video surveillance cameras showed Christopher leaving the casino at 2.15am. Interviews with the crew members revealed that a bartender saw Christopher on the promenade deck at 3.30am and claimed that Christopher appeared to be very intoxicated. Instead of escorting him back to his cabin, the bartender ignored his drunken state. No one knows what happened next. It is presumed that Christopher fell overboard about 14 miles southeast of the Cape Florida lighthouse. The Coast Guard began an extensive search that lasted for more than 36 hours. During these searches, no sign of Christopher Caldwell was found. Number 3. John Halford In 2001, 63-year-old John Halford ran his own successful business and was about to celebrate his 25th wedding anniversary with his wife Ruth, with who he shared three beautiful children. John was on top of the world, but he still had a dream that he wanted to fulfil before retiring, and that was to go on a cruise. His dream came true that same year when he set off on a seven-day Thompson cruise on March 31st. John seemed to have the time of his life on the cruise liner. He would send his wife multiple texts a day telling her of his adventures and experiences. Near midnight on the last evening of the cruise, John was enjoying cocktails at the ship's bar as the ship neared its final destination. He had sent his wife a text earlier with his flight details so she could pick him up from the airport. Ruth, who missed her husband very much during his well-deserved break, she couldn't wait to get to the airport and meet him. Before she could leave, however... She received a call from the cruise company to inform her that John would not be at the airport. John had gone missing from the ship at some point between midnight and 7am the next morning when all the other passengers disembarked the ship. John Halford was never seen again. His wife and children fear that he went over the railing of the cruise liner. Although the Thompsons company strongly deny that this would be a possibility.
Number 2. Rebecca Corum 24-year-old Rebecca Corum beat out hundreds of hopefuls when she landed a job aboard the Disney Wonder cruise ship in 2010. Although far away from her home in Chester, England, Rebecca maintained regular contact with her family and friends via Skype and Facebook. On March 21st, she sent her mum a text saying that she would call her the next day. But when the phone rang late in the evening, it wasn't her daughter on the other end, but a Disney official informing them that Rebecca had gone missing. At the time of Rebecca's disappearance, the ship had just been off the coast of Mexico, where she missed the start of her shift. The last known sighting of Rebecca was at 5.45am, where she was captured by a security camera talking on the phone, looking visibly distressed and wearing clothes far too big for her. In the footage, a young man approaches her and asks her if she's okay, to which she tells him that she was and she ends her phone call. Her whereabouts after this sighting is a mystery. Rebecca was due to work at 9am that same morning and when she did not show up, the ship put out a message over the Tanoi system. When a search of the ship didn't locate her, the Coast Guard was called and an investigation was launched. The boat, however, was not turned around. Since then, the US Coast Guard and Mexico Navy have both searched the waters on the route the Disney Wonder was sailing, but have found no trace of Rebecca. A Bahamian investigator came on board to search for clues and interview the 3,000 passengers and crew on board. Though it isn't clear how many of these interviews actually happened, the investigator determined that Rebecca had most likely fallen overboard and then swept away in the waves. Some suspect that she actually jumped, but on the ship covered with CCTV cameras, it's unclear how each of these scenarios could have happened unnoticed. Rebecca's family certainly didn't buy the suicide theory. In her cabin, they found three tickets to Disneyland Paris, which she planned to surprise them with the next time she flew home. Rebecca's parents are highly critical of the investigation. They claim that the investigator was only on board for one day and that they never received a copy of the final report. They were given a pair of Rebecca's flip-flops found on the ship's deck, but they turned out to belong to someone else. They even had a different name written on the underside. As Rebecca's disappearance gained more media attention, details of her private life became public. Another woman who worked with Rebecca claimed to be in a relationship with her and that she'd been with her just before the phone call she made on the night she disappeared. Also present was the woman's boyfriend, she claimed that they had a threesome before an upset Rebecca left the cabin, saying she was going for a walk. Neither this woman nor her boyfriend have ever been arrested for any wrongdoing. 
the authorities deem Rebecca Coram's case to be closed. In 2015, her parents reached a settlement with Disney for an undisclosed sum under the condition that they would no longer speak publicly about their daughter's disappearance. Number 1. Amy Lynn Bradley On the night of March 21st, 1998, Amy Lynn Bradley mysteriously vanished while on a Caribbean trip with her parents. It is reported that she left her cabin around 5.30am to go out for a smoke, but she was never seen again. Her family only realised her missing around 6.30am. This was when the ship was preparing to dock in the port. The sliding glass door to the balcony was partway open and a pair of Amy's sandals were still inside her suite. Her parents immediately asked staff to not let anyone off the ship, but the ship crew lowered the gangplank anyway. It was not until 8am that the search for Amy was finally organised, but by that time most of the passengers had already disembarked. The staff claimed they combed through all the rooms in every deck and found nothing. However, when the FBI got involved the following day, they informed the family that the crew's security in fact only carried out a cursory search of the common areas and the restrooms and not a thorough room-by-room search as they had claimed. As the investigation continued, one witness claimed to have seen Amy shortly after she left her cabin with the bass player who was playing at the dinner party earlier that evening. The bass player was said to have been flirting with Amy the night before she disappeared. However, authorities never found any evidence to prove that he was responsible and he was eliminated from suspicion. Later in 2005, another alleged sighting of Amy was reported in Barbados. A female eyewitness claimed that at the time she was inside a restroom stall. She overheard three men coming into the ladies' restroom and threatening a woman. The witness claimed that the men were violently dragging her by her hair and telling her a deal was coming through and that she did to obey and not mess it up. And then in November of 2005, an image of a young woman that resembled Amy was seen on an adult website. The photo of the woman also resembled the sketch that the last witness provided. Authorities believe that the three men from Barbados were likely responsible for her disappearance. They speculated that Amy may have been smuggled off the ship and sold into slavery. Despite an extensive investigation, the men depicted in the sketches have never been found, nor has any further information on Amy Lynn Bradley's whereabouts. What would you like to see next Mysteriously Listed? Do you have a particular theme that interests you? Contact us on Facebook and Instagram at Mysteriously Listed and on Twitter at Mysterious List. 
To find out what inspired us this episode, our favourite podcast, if you wish to learn more about the cases we discussed today and to listen to each episode, please visit mysteriouslylisted.com. If you like what you heard today, we would love your support by sharing on your social media of choice. You can also help the show if you could rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Audio production, research, additional writing and hosting is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.